and welcome to the Amanda Reed Podcast. I am your host and teaching cheerleader, Amanda. I am a former teacher, Indiana-based, and now live in Savannah, Georgia, helping teachers start an online business who wish to gain time and financial freedom. Tune in every week as I chat about all things teacher-related, creating healthy habits while still teaching, what to do if you are burnt out, and what and how to turn to when you are ready to walk away from the profession. My goal is to guide you to living your best life. Now, let's get into it. Hello, welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited. I have a guest with me today, Alyssa Salato. And she is a mother and a nutrition and wellness coach. And she kind of has a little bit of um, background, um, you know, with teachers and all of the crazy tasks that we have to do. So she's heard a little bit about that. And um, today she's going to share with us something that I personally wish, you know, I would have taken advantage of and, you know, had built into my life when I was teaching. Um, So you're going to learn a lot today and listen to um, some ways that you can implement some practical tips in your life as a teacher right now. So welcome, Alyssa. Hello, Amanda. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for our conversation today. Yes, thank you for being here. Super excited. Um, So let's just dive right in. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with telling the listeners a little bit about your background um, and then how you got started with your business. Okay. So I have a master's in dietetics and I've been practicing as a registered dietitian since 2012. Um, you know, the the very beginnings of this began with my early position as a clinical dietitian, which did not last long because that is not my area of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that quickly went into food service um, because what I like to say is that I like eating more than I care to count calories. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, right. And um, I'm glad you agree with me there because um, I'm already jumping ahead here, but um, you know, at throughout this role of mine, um, working as a corporate managing dietitian within this food service industry, um, you know, I was essentially playing a role in feeding people of all ages. So Mm -hmm. to make sense of it, it's from five to 105, right? So it's such a massive span. So Uh I I had quite uh, the experience with um, I don't know, witnessing so many varying, um, feelings and beliefs and values and cultures around food. Mm -hmm. And, um, just from being a witness to that, uh, that's where I became most aware of this most simple yet profound fact of life. Mm-hmm. And it's that food is extremely important to us. Yes. <laughs> we love to taste mm-hmm. more emphasis on the taste than on the eating part. It's that tasting part that we really love. Um, we love to celebrate. And at the end of it all, we all just want to feel 
fabulous. Uh Um, And so throughout that whole experience, I settled on the understanding that I, I just believe that we can have all of that. We can have it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. So um, it's been a little bit of a long journey. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but definitely you, you're a wealth of knowledge in that area and those topics. And it's important for, you know, people to eat and not feel, you know, that guilt. Um, and yeah, that's really huge. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But not feeling the guilt part. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. That's an art almost. <laughs> right. Um, so as listeners, as you can tell, um, Alyssa's got um a quite a background and um a wealth of knowledge. But today specifically, um, what we're going to discuss. So teachers, we know with the ever increasing demands placed on us, you know, we feel that urgency to take on responsibility for like all the things, even if we don't really have the time for it. And sometimes it's not really a matter of knowing um, if we actually do have the time. It's, it's one of those things where we're just running on empty fumes. And that oftentimes creates this, this concept of let's just wing it. Let's just get through the day on a day to day basis. Let's just survive. Right. And, you know, I tried that. I tried living that way. And I tried that when I was teaching and it just created more and more anxiety. Um, So today, Alyssa is going to shed some light on the overarching thing of prioritization. And this, this is a very common topic amongst teachers who I've talked to and worked with. Um, And it's a very, very important one, especially, well, it could go either way, teachers in the field still um, and teachers out of the field, Uh, whatever Mm -hmm. is, you know, your next journey is, it's super, super important. And um, it's very vital to living a happy, successful life. So Alyssa, how can teachers take time for themselves without feeling guilty? Kind of a loaded question. (laughs) No, that's a tough one. Um, I think I am the type of person that I I much prefer to simplify things, which is, you know, easier said than done in some cases, right? Right. But um, I mean, this is a a big part of what it is that I do. So at least I've had that opportunity to uh, observe this concept, right? And dig into it and- come up with a, a, a pretty simple answer for your question. And um, it kind of starts with, first of all, let's understand what guilt is. Mm-hmm. You know, what what is guilt's purpose? It's alerting us to something that we are doing wrong. So first of all, by recognizing that fact, mm-hmm. we can take the opportunity to when we notice we're feeling guilty for something, ask ourselves, am I really doing something wrong? <laughs> you right, know, and, right. and, and that can span a whole number of things, mm-hmm. you, you know, like, are you doing something wrong um, in terms of um, your own integrity or standards? Are you doing something wrong um, towards someone else? Um, are you doing something wrong in relation to just stuff that you've been conditioned mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. That's um, a big one. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, And is it more or less, again, just, is it, is it truly wrong? You know? Um, So that's certainly step one in this um, solution. How do you actually take time for yourself without feeling guilty? So first you look at the, the, the conflict that you're experiencing at that moment and kind of give it a little bit of attention is what I'm doing not okay in relation to things that I believe um is it not okay in relation to how it's impacting someone else's life Mm -hmm. so of course again it has a purpose and sometimes it's accurate right right um it's not always honest though. Mm-hmm. You know how I, I, I'm I bring up that point of conditioning too. Yes. We might be used to feeling wrong for taking time for ourselves, mm-hmm. but is that really going to be um, how we continue our daily lifestyle from here on out? Right. Cause that's just not sustainable. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, too. um, How, sorry, you're saying, like, it's not sustainable. It just, it brought something to mind for me where um, it's it's this matter of kind of losing focus Mm -hmm. of where it is we are right now or where it is that we're going. And I was thinking about how, you know, it's actually relatively normal for us to lose focus about where we are right now and where we're going, um, simply because we can get overwhelmed at right. times. Right. And so that's um, that's why I think it's really important for us to implement a practice of taking a pause and, again, like checking in with ourselves no, asking, is this what I'm doing wrong? And in the term, in terms of, is it wrong because it's something that I've just been used to, mm-hmm. or is it wrong because this is actually going to uh, negatively impact me or someone else? So I think once we recognize um, the answer to that, mm-hmm. that's the point then where we can come up with a plan, and the plan essentially will include the art of prioritization (laughs) still and the art of prioritizing Um, and then especially deciding what is it that I'm going to do when I do start to get overwhelmed Uh and that can take quite a bit of practice right right Um, right (laughs) absolutely For myself, I remember just at the beginning of my own practicing, noticing like what it was that I'm actually feeling. There was a time where like I realized that my actions were happening because there were feelings happening and I didn't really even know that they were, I I didn't even know what the feelings were, you know, right? Um, or the emotions, whatever, however we want to refer to them, both emotions and feelings. Uh Um, And so it it did begin with just that questioning myself, how am I feeling right now? Like, what is going on? And as you practice that more and more, then 
it it's just something that you become so much more aware of. Like, I, I won't say that I don't get overwhelmed still. You right. know? Right. <laughs> this is a normal part of life, right? right. And right. It, it, it was, I have a very recent uh, experience of getting overwhelmed. And um, I just noticed like, hey, when I'm working on my computer, like for extended periods of time, like mm-hmm. past um, past regular work hours, I notice that anxiety starts to kick in. And, oh yes, I noticed yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's not necessarily that. I want to say that you know, it's not like we can just snap our finger and the anxiety goes away right away. Like, right. It, first of all, we need to recognize that it's happening and. <laughs> make a decision like are you going to keep working or are you going to set some stuff aside and actually like take care of this right now and quite truthfully when this occurs with me it takes quite a bit of time to actually dissolve and settle down yes um but it's also that matter of noticing these actions Mm -hmm. and saying okay something didn't work out with that day we need to do things a little bit differently. Right. And that that is so extremely relevant to teachers. I cannot like express that enough. <laughs> um, and it's something that, you know, I myself that wish, you know, I so wish that I would have, you know, just taken a little time to check in with mm-hmm. myself because that is so key to one, realizing, two, um, taking that time to check in with yourself and, you know, evaluate your emotions and your feelings. Because when you don't do that and you don't stop and pause and take that time, I mean, burnout happens. You get mm-hmm. so overwhelmed and it's just not healthy. It turns out not being healthy at all. So which Absolutely. is kind of a good segue right here into you know, talking a little bit about some healthy habits um, that teachers can do to take care of themselves, um, even while they're teaching and at home or, you know, in public or weekends or wherever they are. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that there's this number one thing that all of us Mm -hmm. need to remember, and it's that we're human. Yes. Not just that we're human, but we're also human, just like all of the students that we are teaching, Mm -hmm. just like all of the people who we love and care for. Mm -hmm. And because we are human, it is normal for us to have needs. It is normal for us to have all of these feelings and emotions. And um, that in, in, in that regard, then it is totally allowable for us to have time for ourselves like to 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 care for ourselves and I will tell you I mean like I want to say to take up space and this is just something that I have learned through practicing yoga it's this concept of take up space and you know even in the beginning of first hearing these words it was like what does that even mean but then 
the more you pay attention to it and hear that, like take up space, like, first of all, how much space can one human body take up? Not a whole lot, but um, <laughs> it's, it's the matter of you exist here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There is no need to put your needs aside. Right. Right. Because when you do, we all know, I mean, that leads to your cup being empty and mm-hmm. how do you take care of others, especially a whole classroom full of kids? Absolutely. Um, when, you're, when you're running on fumes, literally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that you bring that up too. Like, how do you take care of a whole classroom of kids? And I think what could be an extra valuable piece in all of this, remembering that, hey, you're a human, you have needs. Mm-hmm. Um we want to bring a little bit more attention and reality to that. I think, mm-hmm. you know, why not um, kind of get students and the people that you love involved with this? Why not bring attention to, um, you know, not just your needs, but all of us, all of us have sure. needs. I think that it's just something that maybe we uh, don't either know how to talk about or, um, we simply aren't talking about it, you know, maybe because I think for many of us, we tend to think that like, we're the only one dealing with this type of thing. Right. And <laughs> I think um, what what I've come to realize through all of this, all up through all of my years in putting so much attention into, into this concept, uh, it's, it's that no, we, we are all going through this. And so mm-hmm. Therefore, we, we, we totally need to um, engage in it together. So why not build a connection with yeah, sure. your students and the people that you love? Why not demonstrate and communicate your philosophy and value of caring for your body? Mm-hmm. Right. And I like that you say that because it brings me back a little bit. I'm like, ooh, I remember this. Um, and it brings me back a little bit because... Um, in my classroom, when I was teaching kindergarten, I would actively get them involved with, you know, taking deep breaths, different kinds Mm. of breathing and, um, the tapping, you know, when you touch lightly at different places, um, Mm -hmm. on your face and your body, like I got them involved with that too. And, um, I would have them move their bodies, you know, do silly exercises, you know, move around and that kind of thing. And that helped me. Yeah. But it also helped them, one, to get the wiggles out, if you will. Totally. And, <laughs> you know, to kind of like pause a bit and then reset ourselves for um, the next activity or transition or whatever it is. And I think that's um, an amazing tool that teachers can utilize um, even in the classroom and at home, wherever they are. You know, if you feel that sense of panic or, you know, anxiety coming that, um even if you're in the classroom, it's, it's okay to, you know, get the kids involved, get your assistant involved, whatever it is, because everybody needs it. Yeah. Just us. It's. I love the idea of pausing, especially just like, as you're describing um, your experience uh, working with the kids. And um, I, it, it just makes me think of that school setting where, is like you're in class for this. I mean, of course, not for I think you said kindergartners, right? Yes. So yeah. 
not necessarily for kids of that age, um, but especially for like middle school or high school students where it's like you're in class for this designated period of time and then the bell rings and you've got like three minutes to get from this class to that class. And it's just always boom, 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 like get from here, get to there. You know, Uh it is Uh nonstop. And I find that just very fascinating for like the, the, I guess, where where we're all trying to get to right like we we talk about how important it is to care for ourselves but then we have these particular environments that really put that pressure on us to just constantly be performing absolutely like on your toes all Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. long yep yep that's why I feel like it is really important to build that connection with others because I think the more that we do spend time caring for ourselves and you know recognizing hey we're human we have needs um the more that we we do uh, yeah engage with other people around this concept I think that's a pathway to kind of reducing this <laughs> this like go 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 uh type of culture that we that we all are just surviving in. Right, right. Um, and so I think the next the next um, part here is, and this can be really, really tricky. And I'm going to just preface by saying this, like as a person that is, if you will, a recovering perfectionist, right? Um, we, teacher, I mean, it's just, it's just reality. We've got this mile long to-do list all the time and mm-hmm. things keep getting added and sadly nothing gets taken away. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, what are your thoughts on how teachers can let some things go, but also knowing that that to-do list is sitting right there staring at you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that can be a little bit of a tricky question to answer, um, particularly from my position, because number one, I I haven't been a teacher in that academic setting. And, um, you know, so personally, I don't quite understand, like, what exactly is on that list? But the way that I can see it then is, um, you know, we could take it back to the, uh, the skill of prioritizing um, and identifying what is like most important. Like what do you absolutely have to do today in order, (laughs) right? In order for, um, you know, I guess work and life to proceed on as it needs to. Mm -hmm. Um, What's something, what items on your to-do list are, um, important, but are kind of more of like that step two to what, what truly needs to get done today. You know, like, so I, I point out the fact that all of the stuff on your to-do list, yeah, it is totally important. Right. But of course, some things need a little bit more attention right now than others. So I kind of order them like from just ABC, just ABC, nothing more than that. Right. <laughs> Otherwise, right. I'm, sure, like, I'm the type of person who can overcomplicate things. And I'm like, why not take it all the way to Z? <laughs> you know, like, no, that's just making our brain right. work way too hard. So just breaking it down into ABC, A is going to be your most important. And, and you might have a lot of A, right? So now you, you kind of number them. What do you, what must you do right now? Um, 
And then of course, just work down that list. C's are usually like those things that, you know, everything is going to be totally fine. If you don't like, if you, um, if you haven't checked your email today, if you haven't um, responded to somebody, I know that it can be really annoying, especially on the receiving end. Like, why isn't this person responding to me? But, you know, the fact is, is that we are all very busy. And essentially, like, responses aren't always an urgent matter. And if they are truly, like, somebody's going to let you know. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. I um, honestly, like, I can... I would love to add on to this too, because I had a very interesting dream actually Ooh. about exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> and interestingly enough, it happened in a school. I'm not making this up. Oh my um, goodness. So um, <laughs> it, was, it was my, my daughter and I, we were, it was like the end of the school day. Um, she was going to catch the bus and, um, you know, as seven-year-olds are, they're not, <laughs> they're not going to pick up anything that you need to carry out. Right. Like, see right. you later. Yeah. Um, so, so she goes and, and catches the bus and I am left behind trying to grab all of the things to bring home. But the number of things that I had to pick up, like I had to put bags on my back. For some reason I had like winter coats and like a or june whatever uh-huh. um so i've got all of these coats i've got uh, books and i've got boxes of things for some reason like there would be quite a bit of strategy involved to be able to pick all of these things up and carry them out and while yeah i may have been able to actually like get all of the stuff onto my person and carry it outside, it would have taken me so much longer to actually get out there. You know, I had to flag the bus down and say, hang on, I am coming. Please just wait for me. (laughs) Um, But then it was like, after I ran back inside, after letting the bus driver know that I'm looking at all of this stuff, like, I can't like it just like feeling exhausted, you know, like I don't I don't want to try to like rush and get all of this stuff like picked up right now and and get onto the bus. Um, Like, am I sure that there's just something here that I can't leave behind? Like I might be okay. Um, So the big takeaway there really is like you could you could carry all of these things out. It, it, things will take a little bit longer. They might be a little bit harder. And that's how, truly that is how life goes sometimes, right. you know, Absolutely. but then in some cases too, like it is okay to just stop and take a look and ask, am I sure there's nothing that I can just set aside? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, I ha- do I need this right now? <laughs> right. And I love, I love having your, you know, kind of outside perspective outside of, you know, the, the teacher profession Uh, And that kind of thing. And I love how you said, look at your list as A, B, and C, like, and, you know, just going through and prioritizing that is taking off a tremendous amount of pressure for yourself, for sure. And it's also something that I work with my clients on too, when we're, you know, talking about all of the things and um, running your own online business and how that's so different from teaching in the classroom versus home and you know, all the things. So um, I think that's super helpful and valuable to look at your list like that, the A, B, and the C. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is a a 
a practice that I implement basically every single day of my life. Yeah. And I'll tell you when I don't, <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing? Yes. <laughs> right. There's no, there's no function. Right. <laughs> well, let's um, conclude and wrap things up here. It was an amazing conversation. And I know teachers got some value out of Yay. prioritization um, and, you know, just looking, evaluating yourself, looking at your life and just pausing for a bit and knowing that it's okay to um, really weed some things out and take some time for yourself. That's huge. Um, especially if you're still in the field of teaching, because mm-hmm, as we mm-hmm. know, it's not getting any easier, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Um, so Alyssa, how can teachers get in touch with you if they have questions or, you know, just want to reach out to you? Okay. Um, email is probably the most direct way to uh, actually contact me. Um, that is my first name, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A. That's at fabulous-nutrition.com. Um, I am on Instagram as Alyssa Salato. And on Facebook, uh, the, the, the handle is Fabulous Nutrition. And the title of the page currently is Alyssa Salato Fabulous Nutrition. So I am present regularly every day. Email is usually open and Instagram and Facebook. Um, things are things are happening over there. Awesome. And listeners, I will make sure that these links get put in the show notes. So you can there and click on whatever is suitable for you. Um, And so I always like to end with um, positive advice or, you know, something positive, happy thinking, um, that kind of thing. So what final piece of advice do you have for teachers kind of from your perspective on the outside looking in? Mm hmm. My final piece of advice is, number one, I I definitely want to go back to that. Remember that you're human and that it's normal for you to have needs just like your students and all the people you love. But ultimately, imagine how we could shift the academic industry if each started incorporating this value into our daily life at work and at home. Yeah. That's yeah, that is a good point right there for sure. Thank you. Yeah. All right, listeners. It was so great to have you on today. Have a fabulous day. And thanks again, Alyssa. Thank you for having me, Amanda. This was really fun. All right. We really (laughs) enjoyed it. And I know the listeners got a few golden nuggets um, out of our conversation today. So excellent. Bye. Bye bye.